28 minutes to 12. It's a uh, very good morning to Catherine Colas. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning. Uh, beautiful, beautiful day. Yes. Uh, August yeah. supposed to be a, a good time, a good time of the year. And 20%, at least 20% of people say it's their favourite time of year. All right. Okay. So it should put a bright, it should put a smile on our faces, yes. irrespective of how we're feeling. Yeah, the sunshine always does, anyway. Doesn't mm, it? Yeah, yeah. We're talking uh, uh, specifically this morning. Uh, well, it's a specific subject, isn't it? Really, to do yes. with uh, working women and the menopause in the workplace. That's right. How? Yes. How? I mean, for, for for most of us, we'd not have a clue. No, um, I think the uh, it's now sort of beginning to be talked about a lot more um, because women are discussing it more and realizing that they need to say something otherwise it's just swept under the carpet and it becomes a situation where it's just women's problems and nobody knows how to deal with it properly not even women's women themselves and so it continues not being discussed and the workplace are experiencing um, greater absenteeism in that particular age group and depression in that age group and all sorts of things like that. How did, I mean, how did women cope before? Was it a case of, oh, just pull yourself together and get on with it? Uh, well, we are in a situation today where we are making new history. Women are working longer than ever before and working full-time. Traditionally, they may have been working part-time at this stage or not at all. But the greater volume of women are now working more. And so they haven't had to deal with the situation in to such a degree. They've coped with it at home. and um, But it's never really been dealt with properly. They've, it, it's always been a struggle for both women and men to deal with this situation. So, I mean, how, how is it dealt with? Or are employ, employees, or employers, should I say, uh, supposed to make a uh, special allowance for this sort of thing? Or, uh, or, or what? I think it's just a case of raising awareness. Be aware that women are going through a major transition in their lives and it's affecting them physically and mentally. It doesn't have to be a disturbing time if you know more about it and can take steps to to counteract certain things happening. But unfortunately, it's we crash headlong into it without any understanding really so and that can cause problems in the workplace problems with managers who don't understand so there's a lot of aggravation and women not understanding it properly either they just think the world is against them and with a little bit of effort and knowledge things can calm down the workplace will be a happier place for everybody better better team involvement and more productive and less absenteeism because employers are always complaining about the cost of absenteeism and this is sort of um, a silent absenteeism if you like women taking a day off here and there um, unexplained and and they may even say um, it's a headache or upset stomach not really naming the real cause if they know themselves the real cause why they need to take this time off where they're just not feeling good enough to go to work and then you get the other section where people feel guilty about taking time off perhaps they're in a situation where they're relied upon in a, a team situation so they go to work feeling unwell and that's not good either because they're not performing at their best they feel resentment and um, it's it's a whole um, you know new place to, to, to have a war really it's mm. a, 
it's not good news, but it just takes a little bit of understanding. Yeah, I mean, the problem there is that a lot of women really don't want to discuss this sort of thing, certainly not with their bosses or with other male colleagues. It's just a case of they're not feeling good. So, I mean, often case, oftentimes the case is that uh, men will think, oh, they're just feeling off colour. Oh, it's women's troubles. And you're back to that problem again, aren't you? That it's, oh, it's women's troubles. So how how do you get over this? Because, to say, if the woman doesn't really want to discuss it with their boss, how is the boss supposed to understand? I I think everybody needs to understand now that we are living in an ageless society where the number of your age doesn't matter anymore as long as you're good at your job and productive. And uh, from the employer's perspective, it may be a situation where um, human resources and occupational health need to talk together more at the moment they sort of stand apart and don't communicate so uh, never the twain shall meet and and it doesn't resolve issues in the workplace whereas if they were talking more together and understanding more being given more information about women's health because hormonal health in general is never on the agenda and yet on a monthly basis even before they reach menopause women are taking two three days off week uh, off uh, a month for a variety of different reasons but relating to their hormones so it's a big enough issue to do something about and to help everybody be more productive mm. in the end the problem with it is that i mean a lot of guys actually do recognize these things yes and they will turn around and say ah We've got a hormone problem here, and of course they will get rebutted, rebutted fairly quickly. Oh, don't use that old excuse! And of course we all know that it actually is. Yes. Um, again, how do we get to the point where uh, we get past that? Uh, I think it boils down to better training. Um, managers, management are trained to understand and recognise all sorts of things going on in their team and how to deal with them in an empathetic and sympathetic way to get the best results and it would just be a case of building that in they know how to deal with uh, or they probably know how to deal with uh, mental health issues now that they can recognize and know how to uh, refer that member of staff to a particular area for support in that area or heart problems or type 2 diabetes you know the biggies that have got labels that the employers currently take notice of we need to build in their hormonal health as well and I never really wanted to make a women's issue and I just wanted it to build gradually build awareness so that it just filtered into the system without anybody really noticing but unfortunately I have come to recognise in in so much research and so much information that I've seen lately that it dealing with women's issues is still a problem and it has to be. We've got to deal with this problem. It's specific to women. It becomes a gender problem. So we get this whole equality, diversity thing coming into play. Well, you're bound to, aren't you? Because, yes. you know, all the while we keep hearing, you know, we were always told, you know, there's total equality. Um, yes. And, you know, men and women are the same. They're not. They're, not. They're clearly not. There are different issues for men and different issues for women. Yes. And somewhere along the line, uh, that needs to be recognised uh, in law, but of course it's not. Mm. And the problem you've got then is you've got women taking time off for things that are happening to them, quite legitimately, yes. things that are happening. And of course men seeing this, and they, well, you know, we don't get this. 
Hmm. You know, we, we don't get the time. You know, why is it? And that way it will actually uh, create uh, sort of some animosity and some uh, lack of understanding. Um, it, it's, bound, it's bound to happen. Yes, yes, you're quite right. But if you had the knowledge to understand it better on both sides then surely it's a natural progression of that understanding to reduce that animosity because uh, absenteeism would be reduced and uh, productivity would improve. Why would absenteeism be reduced? Because you're still going to take the time off because you don't feel well anyway. Well, if you're understanding why you're not feeling well and what you can do about Mm. it, because potentially it's your hormone imbalance and you learn how to have a proper conversation with your doctor about what's affecting you and why it's affecting you, um, then you can learn to deal with that in a better way and probably won't need to take that time off. So the employer could actually turn around and say, well, it's not really my problem. You need to go away and get sorted out. Uh, and, and get your problem sorted out. It's not an employer problem. Employer problem at all. No, perhaps not. But it's affecting his bottom line. So yeah. it's in his best interest to lead the way and make available some information to. I'm, I'm not saying the employer should take total responsibility. Women themselves have to take that responsibility and understand and, and do whatever needs to be done. But in the majority of cases, they need guidance. Doesn't this sort of thing, though, lead to uh, employers actually looking elsewhere and sort of deciding, mm, yeah, I'm not going to employ that age bracket. It's, it's, it's a bit like uh, young married women. I mean, there's mm. not supposed to be any discrimination uh, about employing young married women. Yes. But most employers realise that most young married women want to have children. So they're going to spend money uh, training these people for these people then to go off and have children. It's not the most economically viable thing to do. So therefore, they will actually work their way around the legislation and basically interview people and say, well, this person, uh, it happens to be a he, was actually better for the job than than she was. And surely you're going to get exactly the same thing uh, at a later stage as well. Well, what they found is that by acknowledging women are uh, reproduce. Um, and that they will require time off. The um, research that's been done shows that they are a, they are a better person when they come back from that uh, from having children because they are focused. Oh, I don't deny that. And all the rest. Of don't it. deny any and of it, that at all. Gradually slotting into place, so the employer doesn't need, although they shouldn't, of course, doesn't need to discriminate against younger women. Mm. Um, and it's also shown in research that. Older women in that age group, 45 plus, are less likely to be recommended for um, training in order to uh, improve their status within the workplace. And they are positively discriminated against because of their age and because of... Um, and, and especially against men of the same age as well. You see, so. a lot of people will get the hackles up when they hear that positive mm. discrimination. Yes. Um, we, well, we, if you heard the stories, you, you yeah, have, you'd understand. You that. have legislation mm. going against what appears to be nature, yes. um, uh, uh, and uh, the current current lifestyle and the current way the world works seems to go against nature of women being one one thing and men being another. The you know the old hunter gatherer and the n- right. nurturer yes. and that sort of. Thing. And of course, work work goes completely against all of those principles, doesn't it? Yes. So we have to adjust everything mm. to actually make that work. And of yeah. course, 
It's like getting a square, pe- a square peg in a round hole. It's not yeah. going to fit. But it, what are the stats? Is it two-thirds of our life we spend at work? Something like Quite that. Quite possibly, remember. yeah. Yes, I've probably hmm. got that totally wrong, but it's a vast number of years. And women uh, and work is value just as valuable to women as it is to men men feel good at work because they have that structure uh, evidence shows that when they retire a lot of men die within the first two years of retirement and and because they've they've got that that focus that reason to get up and go to work every day and do mm. something and it's the same for women mm. they may have children and and that's another area of their, their lives that they're learning to deal with and to balance within the workplace but going to work makes them valued because they get paid for it and they have a reason to get up in the morning and get dressed and look good and go to work and do their job and some people don't always like their jobs but others really value the jobs they've got and want to grow within that job hey, i mean there are plenty of women who actually do want that career and they're hungry to go and do yes. work they want they want the whole thing and of course in life it never quite works out like that but there are those who actually go to work that would rather not go to work would rather actually do the nurturing thing yes uh, but uh, economic demands mean that they have to go and do this thing yes. so they find themselves in a problem when they get to their 50s of course the family's grown up they haven't quite got the family to look after anymore and they've come to the menopause and uh, i would imagine their minds are all over the place yes it's it's comes back to that age-old thing it's a difficult situation but understanding it Mm -hmm. for both the men and the women um, can lead to um, a less choppy less choppy waters shall we say because it just throws the whole thing Mm. up in the air and relationships suffer and people divorce in in my view for the wrong reasons um, sometimes it, it is necessary and you have reached a certain position in your life where you really cannot get on anymore. But there are other cases like my own where we thought the only route was divorce. But in fact, once I'd recognised it was menopause and how it was affecting how those women, you just wouldn't believe how hormones are affecting every organ in a woman's body. Mm. Oh, I'm sure they are. The question perception. is, is how how is this the responsibility of the employer, though? That's the bit I'm trying to get at because yes. there are so many side issues here That's right. that um, most of it is not actually the problem of the employer. No. He's got a business to run. Mm. You know, yes, he wants to see his staff healthy and and, and working well. Yes, but he's got, having to make special allowance for a small uh, for a small number of uh, of his employee employee employees because yes. of a, of a certain thing. How is that the employer the employer's well, responsibility? They've already got this um, due care and diligence with regard to employees. Um, And so the employer understands that the smooth running of his business or her business, I shouldn't keep referring it to him, um, relies on the fact that his workforce are healthy and that they feel cared for by the employer um, because after all, they're spending a vast number of hours in that place every day of the week. So they're already recognising it's so well researched And the results are so brilliant that when the employer accommodates this line of thinking um, that everything improves and but, you know, life's it's life's not easy and it can go pear shaped. 
um, of course. But but if you've got a certain structure in place and there are certain individuals within your organisation championing these different things to happen for both men and for women, um, then they result in a smoother operating practice which improves their bottom line, which is what they're focusing on at the end of the day. Mm, that's uh, an interesting, an interesting mm. theory. It's actually proven fact, that is it? Yes. Yes. But uh, if you've got a, a happy, fem- healthy workforce, yeah, oh, a happy, healthy workforce. <laughs> but we're talking a specific sector of that workforce, which may well be a very, a fairly small percentage of the workforce yes. as well, which is uh, literally crying out for what effectively yes. is special treatment. Yes. Well, it, it's anecdotal evidence at the moment because um, I'm still trying to track it myself. Um, so anecdotal evidence will go from my own experiences where I resigned from my job. And then I, of course, started up this business, which has been just absolutely fabulous for me. And I hear the same story and I read about women resigning all over the place. So they're losing the uh, the workplace is losing that special funnel of developing women's talents so that they get onto the board and ultimately get to the top of the well, you're getting to the point in in do. in a woman's working career i mean the menopause comes at the end of their or yeah. the back end of their working career rather than the actual end but it's the back end of the working yes. career uh where there's a lot of experience and a lot uh, of talent uh, yeah a lot a, a lot of talent but uh uh most bosses then start to look towards youth to move the business forward Yes, but those older men and women have the experience to mentor. Got that? It's not. It's not up. the men we're, we're concerned with here because mm. it's not the men that have that require the special treatment for the menopause, is it? Yes. It's 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 this is that well, they small do if percentage. They've got women at home going through. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're going to come to work fairly miserable yes. some days, aren't they? But uh, um, but generally, I say what we're talking about is 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 woman's performance at yes. work. During, yes. during the menopause. And yes. I'm saying the difficulty is for the employer is making a special case for a small percentage of, yes. of their staff over everyone else. Yes, you say a small percentage of their staff. Don't forget in the NHS, it's more than 50% of their workforce are women. Yeah, yes, but it's not 50% who are going through going the through menopause. menopause. When I say the small no, percentage, is, it's that, that percentage that are around the 50 yes. to 60 mark. So well, that it, percentage it's, is growing all the time. Well, yeah, forget because, we're getting yeah. a top-heavy mm. population now. But um, but also the, the evidence shows that by doing something about it, um, it has benefits by acknowledging this is happening and stop but i think we need to stop avoiding it saying this is something this is a process that's happening and so just tell me a bit more about it what to expect and so that uh, i know about it then and i can put some steps in place to accommodate these different circumstances hmm. happening these do changes. any employers actually um uh, recognize it at all much yet they're they're beginning to do. They're they're arguing about it. So you're talking about the health service. Yes. And the one the one organisation that should recognise it, you'd have thought would have been the health service. Health service. Yes. Well, there was um, the uh, the RCN the RCN the Royal College of Nurses held a congress in June where menopause was discussed. <clears throat> Excuse me, and. Um, they decided to do something about it. The, the vote came in. I uh, over fifty percent wanted to do something about it. So, but until that time, and um, because women were coming onto the platform telling their stories, it was obvious that even with medical knowledge, 
um, perhaps not in the right direction because, you know, medicine is mm. a huge field, that it's affecting women in the workplace, they're feeling guilty coming to work unwell, and all sorts of things happening then they feel they can't cope because they're not, not so much getting the, the right support, but nobody's truly understanding and they're not being able to express yeah. what's really going on. Okay, so, well, we're yeah. just about out of time. Just quickly give us um, detail of how in, uh, anybody that's suffering with it or, or having this problem or this issue, how they can mm. get information. Well, for employers, um, the new corporate arm of my business is um, all the W's, colasagentsofchange.com, or they can go on to my existing website, simplyhormones.com, and just click on the button, we are a business, and it will take you through. Okay, well, we're done, I think, for now, Catherine. We will see you in a month's time. Thank you. Thank you.